Hello there, listeners, and welcome to Gun Lefts and Gun Rights, a podcast hosted by myself, Tristan Sizik, in concern about how gun violence has affected us socially as a nation, and thoughts regarding what political activism has done to help moderate the debatable rights of the Second Amendment. On today's session, I am going to address a number of topics spanning a variety of gun incidents in order to focus on the relationship between the Second Amendment, intersectionality, and the reproductive rights movements. Um, I wanted to hone in on how different pieces of society, such as different um, nationalities or different ethnicities, or even age groups, have even affected the uh, gun rights movements and how important it is for a variety of different parties to have a say in gun violence. Um, To start, a little bit about myself. I'm a college student at San Diego State University, a Mexican-American born and raised in San Diego. I'm a computer engineer and somewhat active in politics, to the extent of which it's magnitude, which is pretty subjective, if I would like to add. Shame on me, but I feel like it would give a pretty general idea of what my knowledge is about gun violence, and it would represent an average of college students who do not have a political science or some sort of uh, social activist um, role or major. So I feel like it would be a uh, pretty powerful perspective. Anyways, so enough about myself. Let's begin. My first topic of interest has to do with the March for Our Lives movement against gun violence driven by the students of Stoneman Douglas High School located in Parkland, Florida. A little bit of background, a 19-year-old, Nicholas Cruz, killed approximately 17 students following his expel from the same campus. My condolences for those who lost a loved one during the incident. Um, What I wanted to discuss about is the event following which has opened the the eyes of many, known as the March for Our Lives movement, hosted by a number of students in Washington, D.C., The march and movement was born with the intention to address the ongoing problem of gun violence and irony of justice which gun ownership brings. I wanted to discuss about their intersectionality within the march, um, how they achieved the black perspective within the event, as well as the intergenerational approach for the march. Aside from the powerful speech of Emma Gonzalez, a survivor of the Parkland shootings, Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter took the stage in order to speak upon her legacy of black rights and representation. Within her speech, I thought this moment was extremely powerful as it held not only the obvious symbolism of the black rights movement and representation aligned with Martin Luther King, but also in order to achieve a higher standpoint of blacks when it comes to their part of politics. And I will play part of her speech right now. My grandfather had a dream that his four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that enough is enough. Period. 
I wanted to congratulate little Miss Yolanda King in representing the black community so proudly and powerfully in regards to the fight against gun rights. Talking to a massive crowd of thousands, physically there is a lot of responsibility for a nine-year-old to have. I don't think I could even do it. I'm 22 years old. But I want to exaggerate on how well-fully planned it is to have a child like herself represent the, the black community in such a big event. I saw the event like a phoenix rising, almost a reborn of hope for the black community in respect to gun rights, since it does have a lot of imposition when it comes to racism. There's a lot of dominance that is seen with the ability to bear a gun. So by having the leg legacy of uh, Martin Luther King there on the podium, we are reminded of the fight for black rights and the history that entails it. And thus, her appearance gives a connection to the black rights and how gun violence is actually overlapping the incidence of gun violence. Quite too often do black individuals become underrepresented. I feel like being able to have the next generation come and talk, and not only that, but she is also, too, African-American, is powerful. And it's a big, it's a large step from um, the March for Our Lives movement. I want the viewer to take a moment and realize how much the media takes responsibility for a lot of black cruelty, or I mean, cruelty imposed upon blacks, I'm so sorry, um, such as incidents with Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown, uh, Cameron Tillman or Tamir Rice. There's, I feel like there is a lot more media representation than there needs to be, and it's quite often relied upon too much to where there's not really change within society it, it it's seen as almost like a norm there needs to be some sort of difference and it's upon society to conduct it so i feel like um the our rights i mean march for our lives movement is very powerful in allowing little miss renee or sorry yolanda king to um represent them stepping outside the realm of mass shootings i wanted to talk about the statistics of police killings in 2018 and how this ongoing threat is unevenly felt by blacks and other minorities more so than whites as recorded by the mapping police violence website there was about 1146 people killed in 2017 about 25 percent of those being black people there's also another website called Killed by the Police, which has all recordings of police killings to this day since 2013. Shout out to whoever is making these websites and follow, and allowing this phenomena to be exposed for any audience who has the accessibility of the internet. I mean, as a computer engineer, I know how the database stuff works, but anyways... Um, regardless of the of the race, there is still a common denominator, which is the threat of guns and the police themselves, which is overlapping uh, reproductive rights outside of the minority spectrum. Um, if we as a society aim to create a safer place for our children, how can we develop a strong enough movement for us all to agree upon? Obviously, the movements that we have are not able to have a very powerful sense of intersectionality. There's not enough representing these movements. Um, I want to revisit what Miss King was addressing about a society without guns. I understand it's a nine-year-old speaking and it is wishful and with such weight, but 
I believe there are some people who believe that there should be a total elimination of guns in our society, and it's and it's slowing our movement down. I feel like it's almost like a metaphor to a nine year old a nine year old's wish. I I feel like it's gonna be hard to completely eliminate guns, but do we realize how much these ideals are slowing us down? It's it's similar to Marx's ideals. If I could go that far to compare, there's always going to be a class system, such as there's always going to be guns. So. I feel like we need to come up with some sort of agreement to regulate the distribution of guns in order to minimize the threat in which they have upon our kids and the next generation. Um, As a viewer, how do you think we can come up with a compromise with the Second Amendment in order for the rights to raise children to live peacefully and in harmony amongst it? I feel like it'll be hard to totally eliminate that amendment so uh, with that final thought i would like to thank you for listening and i will see you next time